Speaking as a celebrity, I want to hear it. Okay. What are you a celebrity for? This. <laughs> what, and it's only you? <laughs> no more, no more, no more. Say no to less more, but say yes to more, more. But this is no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Say no to less more, but say yes to more, more. But this is no more, no more, no more, no more, no It is week 11 of Nomo's The Mumble. We have... Uh, this is our second proper guest, isn't it? It week. is, yeah. It's Luke Hodgson, commercial director at Patchworks. Did I get it right, Chris? You did. Well done. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking to him about uh, what are we talking to him about? Retail integrations. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you absolutely shit your pants when he talked about APIs to you. Didn't you? Uh, yeah. And I would have to, to be fair. <laughs> so usual stuff. Uh, We'll ask Liam about his holiday, then we'll get into some news, design correspondent, um, Cornflake Jake, he didn't pass his third stage interview, which no. is what it was while you were away, Liam. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was pretty dire. Oh. You say? <laughs> I mean, if he's dire, then, I mean, I must be just awful. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put yourself down, mate. That's nah. the most factual thing you said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Liam, you were driving a Volkswagen up through the country of Croatia. We were. Well, in fact, once we got to the airport, we got a little uh, upgrade. No. Yeah, so we went to the, uh, the world-famous Hyundai i38, which oh, fantastic. was an absolute beast on the motorways. Um, was it actually? No. Oh, it just, it shame. barely kind of like got going. Mm. Had to drop down to like third, like on the motorway <laughs> just to get it going. Um, but it was good fun. Had a good good time. Seen any waterfalls? Yeah, saw like loads. They're fantastic, aren't they? It was one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. Mm. I wouldn't brilliant. know because I've, I've only seen photos. But look great. Oh yeah, we did go. I saw <laughs> the photos as well. <laughs> yeah, I had the same holiday as you actually. I just looked through pictures of Croatia for 10 days. It was great though. Was Supposedly, the national park um, that we went to, Plitvis Lakes, has the highest amount of waterfalls in the whole of Europe. Mm. Um, it was spectacular. It, it looks good there. Yeah. It doesn't look real, does it? It was, yeah. I've never seen like water that colour before. What colour was it? It was like uh, <laughs> it was like uh, blue. <laughs> it was like an off green. Yeah, it smelled a bit pissy as well. <laughs> it was it was like an emerald lake. So that's how I'd best describe it. Oh yeah, okay. Mm. So, that sounds good. <laughs> it was yeah, lovely. Okay, well, this is Nomo's um, Croatian tourist board episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, and. The same goes for us because it's a fantastic place. Never been, but on my list. Yeah, I think you'd like it actually. Yeah, I think I'd like it too. It's good. We've got hilarious bins. All of the bins look like bears, but they've got their mouth wide open. You throw shit in there. Oh. There's not, it's not really a reason to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the motorway, mate. True. Did we even stop anywhere? <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> course the news um liam you've been out the game for a while so why don't you mm -hmm. kick us off um so it's kind of actually in kind of like theme with our current theme this week as well the well, news okay. is, is very relevant so um 
as I'm sure everyone's aware, iOS 10 has now been released. Um, you can get it. And they are now trying to incorporate um, using Apple Pay for um, retailers on websites. Mm. So you can now pay for goods using your iPhone whilst on a website. So say, for example, you're on ASOS shopping. Instead of uh, putting all your payment details, logging in, you can just press the Apple Pay button and it will link up to your phone and you can just put your thumbprint on and voila. Um, this is good because we spoke about this last week. Not the whole thing. I'm saying okay. it's genuinely good because okay. we had a quick chat about it on the app, on the food delivery apps. Okay. So it's topical. It is topical, yeah. So um, yeah, I just thought that'd be quite relevant because we're doing retail this week. Mm. Um, Perfect for it. It'll really. be interesting. I'm actually really looking, once I get my iPhone back, really looking forward to trying it out to see how uh, how it works and if it is actually as seamless as kind of they make it out to be. Mm. Because if it is really straightforward, it would, it would just be so handy. Yeah, Del- Deliveroo, would, when we discussed it last week, you can do um, Android Pay on Deliveroo. So yeah, Deliveroo have already got Apple Pay as well, I think. Yes, I th- yeah, I think... If you use the app. It's, apps. So this is where the new thing is mm. kind of linking websites and yeah. linking... Obviously, you have to have... Um, an iPhone to do it because I don't think Android Pay is doing the same at all Android Pay is yeah for web as well yeah oh really I think so oh brilliant if not I'll cut it out that, that, <laughs> wasn't that your news last week I can't remember to because you were like Jake I don't understand how this works yeah no it was actually and I, and I didn't know whether the person I was talking about was a man or a woman yeah well well, okay. remembered. well there yeah. we go like, <laughs> cool get to the Get to the party on time, Liam. <laughs> but yeah, thought that was pretty cool. That yeah, I mean, some websites have already started rolling it out. I'm not too sure exactly what ones, but um, if you do come across it, please give us an email and let us know your experience. <laughs> Send us in the direction. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to trying it on. I can't remember when I said Android Pay is going to be out on websites, but we'll give it a go when it. When it is out, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a challenge of some sort. There will buy something. That's it. No, it'll be like a speed challenge. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, perfect. All right, <laughs> very good, Liam. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, my news is that Instagram they have a kind of comments filter, and when I say kind of comments filter, it's a comments filter, which basically means you can put keywords into this filter in your Instagram account. And it will block any comment that's like that. So if you were um, if you were Kim Kardashian, you might put like "fat bum" that keyword into your filter, and no comment with "fat bum" would turn up in your comment section. Just block them all out. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just to try and get rid of all the trolls on the internet. Precisely for that reason. So uh, the article I read. I can't remember the exact how they were speaking about it, but it was basically like the rise in internet hate crime is is like going crazy. Yeah. Um, and they need, and basically they know that they are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And Instagram basically said morally we have an obligation to stop this stuff happening. Okay. And if you can't stop it, you need to put in a system so you don't have to see it. And I guess it's then up to whoever's profile it is to actually put in those keywords and yeah. it's kind of like actually act on the process of stopping it themselves yeah so it's pretty good I'm just opening up Instagram now 
and I'll tell you how you. So can if do I it. comment on you calling you, saying you've got a fat bum, fat bum, yeah, which I have blocked to it because people are always saying it. <laughs> so you go down to, um, so you open it up. You go onto the little person symbol, so your account part of Instagram, and then you go down Profile. and in settings it says comments, and then you can do custom keywords. And there was the, this was the bit I forgot. Um, it's hide inappropriate comments. Okay. So they'll, they'll have their own system of like abusive language or rude things to say. Mm. Um, and it will just immediately block those. So if, if someone was to write one of your pictures like, God, Nathan, your head is tiny, you could block it. Like a pea. I could do, but I'm very proud of the fact that it's small. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't. But if so- they said, or you dick. <laughs> your head's tiny, it, and I had hide inappropriate comments on, I would never see that. Oh. And I say, I'm just blocking out the haters, as that YouTube video said. But don't you want to know about the haters? You know, I'd want to know. Maybe I wouldn't. Why I would know. you want... Well, you, I, is I, your FOMO that bad that you have to know <laughs> about the haters? I don't know. I think the, you kind of want to know what people think. Yeah. Fuck the haters. And it only causes more talk. So if you are kind of like a celebrity, it kind of encourages people to react back and fight back for you. Yeah, so, exactly. No, wait, his head isn't that small. Yeah, it's fucking tiny, but it's not that small. Like, you need wait. someone backing you up. Speaking, the next step is I'm going to put these filters on my ears. <laughs> that is very abusive. <laughs> Speaking as a celebrity, I want to hear it. Okay. What are you a celebrity for? This. <laughs> what, and it's only you? <laughs> yeah, it's just me. He's the mayor, God, isn't you're like the Beyonce of Nomo. <laughs> um, so that's my news. I think it's a very good thing for most apps to have, but also very good morally. Good, mm. good spine by, uh, by Instagram. And obviously they're owned by Facebook who have been developing stuff like this for quite a while. Yeah. So. Do you know, so say if someone was to comment um, with one of the keywords that's blocked, mm. their comment obviously doesn't show. Will it disable them from writing another comment? I didn't. Could read... they keep going until they find <laughs> one that gets through? <laughs> I didn't read that. Okay. So I would imagine that yeah, they could just keep commenting. I guess I think it just works on a comment basis rather than a user basis. How it should do as well. It should still display that comment to the user so that they're not aware that it's not showing up for everyone else. Maybe it because does. then it would be like, oh, it went through. Everything's fine. She'll get the abuse. This sounds like a challenge. Mm. <laughs> One of us will be arrested next week. <laughs> uh, so that's my news. Cool. Let's, let's Ex- keep it rolling. Excellent. Um, my bit of news is our friends at CirclePay have done so- something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the launch of iOS 10 and the widgets that are within um, iMessage, CirclePay have a widget now that enable you to send money just via, via text message. So you don't even have to open the app. You just, in iMessage, there's a, um, the widget that you select um, and you can send people like money in euros, pounds, dollars, mm-hmm. um, and it converts it. So I could send you money in euros and you could get it in dollars, um, which, is, which is very they, I wonder where they get the exchange rate from. Oh, I don't know. It's, it, they're, they're called a blockchain payments provider. Yeah. Don't quite know what a blockchain is, if I'm honest. I, I don't even quite know. <laughs> no. Um, Sounds but it's, like a challenge. <laughs> Too many. But it's, uh, but it's really cool. Um, so yeah, now you'll just be able to text someone money, literally. That is cool. I, yeah. I wonder if... I'm sure it's very secure. 
I'd be really interested to hear how secure. Because to me, a widget seems less secure than an app. Well, I guess all it's doing is using the app behind it is. in the, the, in the background. Doors, yeah. It's yeah. accessing the app, yeah. yeah. But through, but you don't have to launch Circle Pay. I could just be texting you, and I'll have like a little pay symbol. It's similar to um, at the moment you can like select emojis, for example. It'd be that kind of that kind of button that you press. <laughs> you put the cat. Send me a cash emoji. It's like, yeah. I've just transferred him a grand. Oh my god! Got to stop doing that. <laughs> I can't wait to get hold of your phone when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be sweet. That's yeah. Actually, yeah, didn't think about that. For like password protection, because obviously for the app, normally you'd have to. Ooh, I wonder if it, it will have to be like thumbprinted. Yeah, must it must be anything to do with money? People maybe yeah. extra careful about money. It. What I've read about it so far doesn't money. indicate that, uh, but I imagine there must be some sort of security mechanism. Maybe oh, we, we could do a challenge. <laughs> have a challenge. That's free now. We got free. Challenges. Yeah, there we go. Did, were you speaking to the guy from Circle Pay? I did meet them, yeah. Let's ask him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, alright. Cool. Uh, that is exciting. Yep. Is it coming to Android? Yeah, so on the Android compatibility front... Um, so just leave it behind. Well, they're just not on it, are they really? Um, I mean, it's for iOS 10. And it's, it's using the developer kit that they, that they launched. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's kind of they're looking to do it with SMS compatibility rather than just using the fact that iMessage is in essence an SMS container. Mm. They're looking to strip out the mechanisms of that and just use it like so it's enabled via an SMS mm. device. Um, I don't know whether you'd be able to send it from an Android, but you'd be able to receive it from Android. I think. Okay. All right, cool. Um, Interesting, yeah. Let's do some more investigations yeah, definitely. over the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There you go. Very good news segment. Quite informative. Mm. And it's Surprisingly. A sh- it's a shock, yeah. Yeah. It's a shock. Well done, us. Well done, us. la di da di da He is back from Croatia. <laughs> that was pretty Design good. Design correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Um, so this week... Um, Basically, it's quite a straightforward thing, but it's like so long overdue. Is Gmail have finally made their email service on the web uh, responsive? So before, if you're checking your emails on the Gmail browser on your phone, you had to like zoom in, pinch out, pinch in, mm. and it looks like really fiddly. They finally just made it responsive. Um, it seems like such a simple thing. Yeah, it's. I don't know why they didn't do it. Like, I wonder ages if it's because everyone just uses the app. Yeah, but I think now people. Like quite a few people obviously do still like log in on their browser. They must do, otherwise it wouldn't have yeah. updated it, would they? Because I guess if you don't have the app and you just want to quickly do it, mm. you just think to go on the web and just log browser in. Browser email services are terrible yeah. for this, aren't they? But this this actually looks exactly like the app experience. Like they've done a really good job. Cool man, well maybe Google was saving up the money. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time to come. <laughs> oh, we can't quite afford phase two yet. We'll just start yeah. with the app. Let's bring in some ad revenue beforehand. Yeah. Then more, you know, but good on them. They've, they've done it. They've met the target. They have. And yeah, it just seems, I don't know why they didn't do it before, basically. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was saying to them. I'm, I'm going to have a play on that then later on. Yep. I'll probably open it. I'll say, do you want to open this in app? And I'll think, go yeah. on, do it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on. Well, short and sweet. Short and sweet. To the point. la da 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 
Yeah, so our theme this week is going to be retail apps. Um, we're going to do some kind of challenge outcomes. And we're also going to do uh, the usual app review nonsense. We just like hearing our own voice. But first of all, let's take a listen to Chris's talk with Luke Hodgson. As I said earlier, commercial director for Patchworks. Um, Take it away, Chris, even though you recorded this at a different time. I'm honoured this week to be joined by Luke Hodgson, Commercial Director of Patchworks and founder of ERPZ.com. Luke, welcome. Pleasure. Great to have you. Um, Okay, so first off, tell us a bit about Patchworks and and the work that you guys do. Okay, Um, so principally we're an integration company, um, but we actually help retailers do the right thing when they're trying to grow. So software integration is basically connecting things. It's almost like being the plumbing behind different systems. Mm-hmm. So retailers who are trying to grow from maybe 5 million to 10 million will look at best of breed systems and want to use the ones that are best in e-commerce, the best in accounting, the best in stock management. Okay. They'll choose different systems at different times in their growth and they'll want them to work together. So Patchworks essentially is there to advise on what the best systems are so mm-hmm. that they can do the right thing as they grow and then connect them up so that they can use them in the best way. Okay. So, so you guys, are, you're, you are the guys behind the scenes uh, making it all work, basically. Um, so why, why did you decide to get into that, that line of work? Well, yeah, it's the least sexiest part of e-commerce. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I didn't I didn't want to say it, but... I mean, yeah, we are the nerds in the basement with, like, the pipe dripping on our heads. It's like those guys that you shun away in the corner. But no, no. Um, the reason we got into it, there was a crying need for it. We were part of a big Magento agency, and prior to Patchworks, I was part of a big financial institution. Um, Begins with B, ends in Arkley's, or <laughs> begins with B, ends in Astrid, something really sure. Um, uh, the biggest need we sensed with A, our clients, and B as a, a Barclay card was like, we can't connect to anything, can't integrate with anything. How the hell do we do it? So mm. it was born out of a need from a sales perspective, but also most of our clients were saying, I just want it to work without effort. Yeah, and that I mean that's um, you know that is something that we come across with a number of our clients is trying to get systems to talk to each other. The NHS is a perfect example of an absolute nightmare. Oh my god, they've yeah. got like forty, fifty different systems. Oh, it's it's a complete minefield. Yeah. Um, but you know that that brings us. I, I suppose we best talk about APIs in, in that <laughs> in that respect because you know we are we're we're here to talk about mobile, um, and so. You touched on the fact that you work with retailers. Yeah. So, so what role do you see mobile having in, in retail? Frankly, right now, outside of the real big boys and girls, mobile in retail and e-commerce is the preserve of the biggies. It just is not like it's it's striking in its absence in these companies' strategies, mm-hmm. and that's like a massive challenge for mobile because there is a shit ton of SMEs and only a few big boys and girls. So if if mobile and and I, I suppose I'm I'm distilling mobile down to M commerce, like buying products on your mobile. Yeah. It's not proliferating anywhere near as quickly as everyone predicted three or four years ago. Everyone thought, okay, there's going to be this huge boom. People are going to download dedicated apps to the brands that they love and are really loyal to. I just don't think it's happened. And no. I think there's a reason because of that. Yeah, I think, I think there are some key players that, you know, it, it's, it's the repetition, isn't it? 
So you'll download an Amazon app because yeah. you are use, you know I'm an Amazon Prime uh, oh, yeah. member, so I I will you know I'll be buying uh, a number of things on Amazon and they they stock so much, but it's it's your it's the SMEs element of it. Yeah, I mean I I, I get your point because like I, I did make a note of this like, this very point earlier it was like Amazon is the daddy, isn't it? It is the big dog, and when it turns its hand to something it has got a loyal following that it migrates over to mobile and then it solidifies that loyalty and they've got 30 million active users or something thereabouts of their own dedicated app mm. I challenge you to find an SME that has 30 users of its app who are loyally going back to it mostly because their iPhones or similar devices are they've got limited space and they're just like I don't want to choose this small retail store yeah. to take up valuable real estate on my phone as opposed to this other one and then they're just getting dropped and I, I, I think there's this recurring trend in, in, in retailers that are thinking you know what it's just too big a task and I don't want this to sound like I'm the miser that's been walked in and that says there's no future for mobile apps dedicated to retailers but I think it points to the fact and you mentioned APIs earlier it's the fact that there is no kind of big powerhouse of SaaS mobile applications like there's no platforms that if I was a Magento retailer or a Shopify retailer those systems are fucking massive and they are everywhere and they're really well developed and one of the reasons they're ubiquitous in retail is because they connect with things mm -hmm. and hence from an integration perspective I don't really know of many mobile application platforms that enable me to launch something that looks good feels good is used actually converts mm. I mean, there's some really cool examples that are developing, but they're quite a way back. I mean, one of them, have you heard of POC? POC Studio? I've not, POC no. Commerce, P-O-Q. Okay. Um, they've got a mobile platform that is like SaaS focused and they have got an API. They do enable you to point information from, let's say your product is, you, all your product data is created in one system. It will enable you to point that data at the mobile app okay. without someone internally being dedicated to building it. Yeah, and I, I mean that's that's the challenge, isn't it? Is that you've got retail is is incredibly it's a it's a minefield because you've got it's not just creating an application, so you can't just have uh, one of these. Um, a lot of small businesses can use uh, rapid app development platforms right. um, where basically it's like a drag and drop so you go on it's like build your own website they're doing those for apps now and a lot of small businesses can do that and they can create a, a quick app but with retail it's the back end stuff it's when I when I purchase something that connecting to the to the warehouse and the, the logistics chain and you know saying that something's out for delivery and all of that mechanism in the background that's incredibly complicated and if they're all using different systems to do it i can see that being a complete headache yeah it's a nightmare because no like there is a middleware environment and an industry building around people like us at patchworks who are talking with retailers saying use these well-known systems because we've got established connectors so instead of it taking six months to deploy an app that's integrated with your warehouse so that when an order is placed on your mobile app, it doesn't take three weeks for it to be shipped out to the customer who's expecting it next day. It's instant because simple API call to the app, 
picks up all new sales orders and drops it in the warehouse, if you don't use an established system that there are existing connectors for, you're going to go through a really tough, uh, just a tough job to launch. Like your app might look beautiful and it might get people downloading it, but if when they order something, it doesn't arrive at their door because it's not connected, yeah, you have got real problems. And there's definitely, definitely space for e-commerce and there's a demand for it. People just don't know how to get it. Mm. So, so what, what would be your advice then to, 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 a, to a retailer thinking of doing something in mobile? It's a tricky one. I think the first bit of advice will go a step back from that. It would be if you are an app development agency or a mobile exclusive company building software or delivering mobile services, it would be what are you developing on that makes it really easy for retailers to take your service? Because it's not the retailer's obligation to go out and build these platforms. It's actually the people who are innovating in the space to create the tools for retailers to do it. Sure. And I think mobile is, is getting there, but it's a few years behind, well, it's, it's a lot of years behind traditional web e-commerce platforms, but it's getting there. I mean, I, I revert back to pop, but there've got to be others. I mean, every time you say kind of new mobile app development project, you're not turning to a new software or a new set of, I don't know, tools to build it. People are using the same thing time and again when they're making these mm. apps. And it's about making those apps really easy for third parties like us to say, all I want to do is give you data. Yeah. And if you let me give you data and pick up crucial data, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And we'll help you sell loads more. Well, that's it, isn't it? You want to, as a, you want to have a, have a platform that multiple different retailers can link into. So if you're, if you're creating a platform of, okay, I'm going to create an app, uh, a marketplace for garden furniture. Yeah. And I'm going to find all the artisan garden furniture stockists in the country. You have to have a platform that's going to enable, you know, a guy that that, that knocks together uh, garden sheds and has a um, you know a very small outfit to come along and say, okay, I want to be featured on your on your system. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know what? The extension of that is retailers in particular verticals who are the investors in mobile apps and mobile um, like m-commerce platforms or whatever they are traditionally on particular back office systems so what will happen is you'll see trends if you went into the horticulture like gardening and stuff industry they'll be on a particular back office system that they manage most of their business through Mm. And what mobile app developers or mobile platforms should be doing is saying, do you know what, we're going to specialize in this particular industry vertical. And in order to get maximum traction in this vertical, we're going to build our apps so they work seamlessly with the back office system used by most of these companies. So like retailers of fast fashion are very, very quickly picking up NetSuite as like a, a system of choice. Loads of fashion retailers will use Microsoft Dynamics Nav. If I was a mobile app development firm right now, I'd be saying, how the hell do I consolidate my position in that particular market? And the quickest way to do it is pick the system that most of those particular brands are using and build the app around it. Okay. So be pre-integrated with the systems that are already in play. Because these companies have spent like upward of two, 300 grand on implementing these big ERP systems. Why the hell wouldn't you leverage that? Well, that's it. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. You know, if, if someone's out there doing, do, having done it, all you need to do is, you know, is use it creatively. Yeah, and their customers are going to fucking love the fact that they get the chance to buy from their favourite brand 
from an app on their phone. And yeah. it might not be hundreds of thousands of people, but those ones that you get downloaded will just love it. So yeah, it, it, to me, the whole trickle-down approach of building to a system with a vertical in mind is the easiest route to market and also the easiest route to maximum traction with retailers. Yeah. Sounds like we need to find some developers. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we've just worked it out. <laughs> yeah, write your name on a postcard and send it to... <laughs> yeah. P.O. Box. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, M-commerce is, is still in its infancy and, you know, it's... At the moment, it's being uh, there's a few big players in the market, and that that's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's you know the opportunity for the SME market is still massive, um, and it'll be really exciting to see who who sort of captures that. Yeah, I think people throw the term SME around almost, and people's immediate reaction is, oh god, that's the smallest businesses. It's like your cafes on the corner of the street. SMEs are actually very, very profitable businesses with large turnovers that are very attractive for software companies and people in this space. So, yeah, I think there's a huge amount of ground for M-commerce and mobile apps. Well, there you go. I mean, you could have heard it here first, most probably third. <laughs> um, no, that was, that was very, very interesting. So um, thank you very much, Luke. It's fine. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> nice one, Chris. How was um, how was that? Was it awkward, or are you getting into the flow of? No, I think I'm 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 getting into it. Uh, as a as I say, this is my celebrity. This is why I'm the celebrity of Nomo. Yeah, like Parkinson, aren't you? Yeah, I mean like the debilitating things. <laughs> yeah, it's shaking all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Very informative. Yep, thank enjoyed you. that. Well done. And you've got such a voice for radio. Face for it as well. Face for it and breath for it. <laughs> <laughs> my breath brought to you by Cronenberg today oh, it's disgusting yeah it's horrible isn't it <laughs> god's sake anyway good interview bad beer yeah let's move on so the challenge this was this one was exciting me this is the only one I've seen all three of us actually bothering with mm. um, it's pretty great so what we did was you, you could go on any retail site um, didn't even need to be apps to be honest no. Uh, but all we did was we just had to find a review which really made us laugh and we hope will make you the free listeners laugh as well yeah um, so <laughs> I think we'll go with uh, <laughs> we'll go with you Chris I'm laughing because I've just seen something from Liam's well, yeah which the one that was in cap- capital yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay Chris you go first where is it from so it's from Amazon Obviously. It's a review of a, a paperback book called How to Avoid Huge Ships. And this uh, user... Oh, I saw this as well when I was looking. This user uh, gave it four out of five stars. So um, good review. And the review reads, Ever since I met it while out swimming one afternoon, a huge ship has been annoying me. Every time I want to have some quiet time to myself, it turns up. I want to have a nap or read my book, and then bam, all of a sudden, a huge ship. I felt stressed and paranoid, and that was my wi- and I was at my wit's end. Thanks to this book, I now know how to avoid this ship and all all huge ships in general. I feel safe to go back in the water now, knowing I'll be free from harassment by huge ships. Well, thank, thank God, thank God. Yeah, 
Oh, I, read, I read those reviews as well, and they're all like along those lines, really sarcastic, and basically saying, when would you ever... Like, how do you need this book? I saw one where it's like, I went on a cruise holiday, uh, I turned up to the port, and I couldn't find my ship anywhere. <laughs> holiday ruined. Yeah. So I'll go next, because okay. I think yours is going to be extra funny, so we'll finish with Okay. One. So I did one, again from Amazon, of course. Um, and it was for where it's it's a book called Where Is Baby's Belly Button, um, and this got one star. And the and the title is Do Not Buy This Book. You can see the ending right on the cover, and it says <laughs> the cover is basically a picture of a baby wearing like a crop top and some, and some trousers. This book is completely misleading. The entire plot revolves around finding baby's belly button. The title makes this much clear from the beginning. However, there is no mystery, there is no twist. Baby's belly button is right there where it's supposed to be, on the baby's stomach, right where it clearly shows you it is on the cover of the book. <laughs> this plot is a complete mess, and as a result of its reliance on the mystery of where the belly button is, everything falls apart the second you realise that the belly button was in plain sight all along. There's no conflict, no character development, and there's scarcely any plot. Whoever wrote this book must have made a serious error in judgment because you would have had to have been an infant to not immediately understand where the baby's belly button is. This is one of the worst pieces of literature I've ever read. Nice. And that tickled me, that one. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's, good. it's clever. The review is written perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great piece of literature. He nailed it, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what, who was it? It was by... Uh, by Fantomile. Mm. And it says, see all my reviews. So I reckon he's a serial Kudos to him. shit talker. <laughs> um, okay, well, if you have children listening to this podcast, firstly, you're a terrible parent because you shouldn't be <laughs> ruining their time with this. But secondly, you might want to stop them listening for this next review. And I've only seen one sentence of it. But Liam, take it away. So, yep, this was like Amazon again. Amazon seems to be the place for all great, comedic man. reviews. Yeah. Um, so this was on uh, Veet for Men, which, as if people aren't familiar, is a hair removal cream <laughs> for men. Uh, and the review goes like this. Being a loose cannon who does not play by the rules, the first thing I did was ignore the warning and smear this all over my knob and bollocks. The bollocks I knew and loved are gone now. In their place is a maroon-coloured bag of agony which sends stabs of pain up my body every time it grazes against my thigh or an article of clothing. I'm suffering so that you don't have to. Heed my lesson. Do not put on knob and bollocks. And then what really amused me is like it kind of left a few kind of spaces in between. And then in brackets at the end it says... I'm giving this product a five because despite the fact that I think my bollocks might fall off, they are now completely hairless. <laughs> Again, another beautifully written piece of literature there. That was it, good. It, it tickled me, that one. That was good. That's a classic one. It was really, yeah. really good. That was a good one. And, and I can, I've put deep heat on my balls before. Ooh, okay. And it, basically, I could just use that. <laughs> it is the worst pain ever. So don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't mess around. No. But great, great reviews Good around review, that. Yeah, well great done, guys. Reviews. I really hope that wasn't wasn't even like a piss take review as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope he was just being really serious. Like that's yeah. like a a forty five year old middle manager, yeah. just like yeah. wife and two kids. 
train spots on yeah. the weekends. Was, you know, try to spice up things in the bedroom with the a wife. The anniversary was coming up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or go for the porn star look. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't in good conscience let anybody else do this. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> That was a good challenge. Enjoyed that. It I was could, fun. I could do that like all day. Yeah, there let's were, do it. Let's do it again. That next is year. essentially what you do all day. If one of the challenges was <laughs> watch loads of YouTube, you'd love it. Yeah. Um, I did not watch. I, I watched one video today. Uh, well done. Yeah. What I find really kind of astounding about your YouTube watching is you're always watching interesting stuff. When I go on YouTube, I my mind just freezes. I don't know what to look for. Mm. How do you do it? It takes years of uh, training the brain to do that, but you basically just leave autoplay on. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, something good will come up. Let's move straight on to the, uh, the app review. So again, retail apps as our theme. Um, I'm going to go first. So we've, I, I decided to do a carder, because okay. I like a carder, mm. and they bring me my shopping, so as well. Um, it's a pretty nice app, actually. Mm. I'd probably give it 8 out of 10, mm. but just because the topic's quite boring. Grocery shopping. Yeah. So, before I downloaded it and, and kind of went through it, I was quite, I was quite intrigued um, to see how... Because the website is so busy, which kind of works on the website because it literally just looks like aisles of shopping stuff. Mm. Um, but I was, I was just... Confused as to how that was going to seem on the app in such a small space. Um, so I downloaded it. I've got some pointers here. Um, in the top bar, it has like favorites and then it has previous orders. So you can look at stuff you usually get and then you can also look at whole orders and you can just re reorder it if you want, which is great. It saves loads of time. Um, another little bit I liked about it was that it asks you whether you want to download the whole catalog when only on Wi Fi or whether on data as well, because it's massive. So they're looking out for you there, data and battery-wise. Yeah. Um, it, it's really simple. Like, everything is geared around making it as easy as possible to order and book, like, a delivery time and go to the checkout. So um, the, the it has, like, a little checkout floating button. Um, so if you scroll, it's always in the same place. Mm -hmm. um, it's not kind of stuck down at the bottom. Uh, the The... It says like your next available delivery slot is tomorrow at 8.30 and you can either click that one or you can go to book a time and go to another one. Really easy. Um, and it, it's also, I'm not sure if I'll explain this very well, but there is a lot on the screen, but it seems to be a lot of what you'd only need to see. So like the UX is really good because you don't, it doesn't bring up a load of random stuff you're never going to order. It shows you the deals you would usually get and mm. it shows you the stuff you would usually get so while there is a lot it's pretty much like I could click all of those add them to a shop and get it in so it's Just, kind of selective in what it's showing you yeah. stuff that's related to say something you previously bought or items well, it, you're looking at yeah it is like it is stuff you previously bought mm -hmm. But it just shows it. So you can just go through one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. Your shopping's basically done if you don't want to order a whole previous shop. I thought it was really good. Mm. Nice. It made quite a tricky, what I thought would be quite a tricky kind of visualisation in an app. It's not the best looking app, but it, in terms of what you needed for it, it was fine. It was really good for Because I, I used, well, I shop on Sainsbury's online and was really hoping they'd have a, an app. And they don't. 
so you just end up you know you sort of pinching and zooming and like you know mm. trying to tap like, you know, trying to press like the tick box and it's not really doing it awful awful experience so it's good to hear that there is a you know an online shopper that, that's doing it well yeah and the homepage is deals as well deals deals so that's Talk pretty to good me. you go on a state McVitie's mm. four for a quid oh <laughs> yeah give me eight <laughs> it's fantastic I liked it and then I like Ocado anyway so I'm a bit biased but very nice cool yeah there you go um Chris so my app that I've been using is an app called Ticktail um now Ticktail is a Swedish startup and think similar to Etsy so it's a it's an e-commerce platform mm-hmm. for small businesses to sell their products um, the app is really stylish, very nicely designed. Um, it's basically a page of tiles. So each, each shop has you know, a product, um, a feature product, and you can kind of tap onto that. Yeah. And it's just like really, really nice. It's one of those, um, you know, everything sort of loads really nicely and it's very smooth and the transitions are, are really lovely. Um, and it's kind of empowering small businesses it's giving them a, a, a share of, of the online space uh, which is um, you know really quite a, uh, a powerful thing um, and they are they're totally mobile first as well um, so they noticed that actually 55% of all their purchases are on mobile um, and that actually the really engaged mobile buyers are spending 40% more than an average ticktail buyer on desktop I find these these um, kind of sites and kind of apps. Uh, I go on one called Truva, and they're perfect for if you're sitting watching like a TV program, which yes, it's fine to have on, but you don't really care. And you can just go on that and go through all the features stuff. You will end up buying something. Yeah. Something you 100% don't need. Mm. Well, this one is even more engaging because they've got in-app messaging. So this was one of the examples of conversation, cool. conversational cool. UI. When, um, when I was first looking at it. And basically, okay. so the, the, you can set up a shop really easily. Um, so there's, there's an app, part of the app is being able to set yourself up as a merchant. You can do that very, very simply just by a smartphone. Um, and then you are able to engage with buyers. And you can do that on a one-to-one basis. So I, as a buyer, can send a question. Um, and you, the shop owner, can speak to the buyer. You can, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and you can then select. So they've got a really uh, robust analytics platform as part of the, uh, the back end. Mm. And you can group buyers or, or, or potential customers and send out things like discounts, offers, uh, you can just oh, wow. you know, send out almost like a newsletter, mm. it's really targeted um, and it provides like a really personal shopping experience. The, the, what they're trying to emulate is going into a shop and asking a salesperson yeah. for help. Do um, they, uh, if you go like on the merchant's profile, is that set up really nice? Mm, yeah, it's really nice, it's, they're kind of, they've laid it out, it's like, They've tried to make it as close to a store as possible. They've like, you know, you can, everything's categorized really nicely. And it's just, you know, it's, it's very image heavy. Every, ima- there's very little text, actually. It's mainly mm. images. Um, and then they have this in-app messaging. Um, I've seen that on that, uh, on the Truva one, they have like the shop owners outside the shop, almost as if their profile photo is like, welcome to our shop. Yeah. It's, well, this, it's this, pretty nice. Though. Yeah. And it's great, you know, they are trying to create a more engaged experience. Um, and as I said, you know, 40% of buyers are spending 40% more on mobile because they're being engaged in that mm. way mm. than people that are, that are just shopping online. 
that that statistic there is like so impressive yeah like it just definitely shows that people are now willing to like spend on their phone without even thinking about it they were spending 60p that's now quid yeah exactly so well done well done (sighs) Um, I'll have to check that out because that sounds like really cool. It's well, really I haven't cool. heard of anything like that before. And it's it's like Etsy, but um, it's for slightly more advanced businesses. So Etsy's you know for your, your one man band mm-hmm. you know that's made like six bracelets. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for when someone sort of outgrows Etsy and they'd go onto that platform. Etsy's yeah. Etsy's just eat. This is like. Deliveroo. Yeah, although they're actually smaller. So TikTok's platform is currently used by about 85,000 brands and Etsy has 1.4 million active sellers. So... I mean, in terms of how they're perceived. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, that's scum. That's scum. <laughs> how, um, um, do you know how young this, like, app is? Or? Um, it's... I, I actually don't. I don't know when it was, when it was launched, but I know the, they got a lot of attention last year around the in-app messaging. Okay. Uh, so I don't know whether they launched the application last year uh-huh. and that was one of the key features or whether they had the app and then they introduced that. Um, I'm going to yeah. check it out. Yeah. I would. Like, they've got, like, I've, I've been looking at some watches on there. It's cool. nice. And then, you, you know, you can just, it's quite nice. You're, like, you're looking at a watch. Just to browse. And, you know, I looked at one and it had like a, a strap that was material. And I didn't quite know. So I sent the question like, you know, is that kind of suede? You know, what, what's the actual texture and look and, you know, feel of, of, the, um, of the strap? And you can kind of get a bit of conversation going and get way more informed about the product. You replied saying, it's a bloody picture, mate. Yeah. Uh, fuck off, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect customer service. All right. Well. Cool. Very yeah. informative. Yeah. Check Enjoyed that. that. Liam, you've you've chosen a fairly new um, player to the market. I have. Um, maybe give a background on who are they first of all. Uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, I just went for the like classic Amazon. Basically, whenever I'm doing my shopping on Amazon, I tend to use the web browser mm-hmm. just because there's so many products and it is a bit of a crazy website. And it just made sense to use the web browser. So I thought I'll give the app a go because I hadn't had it. I hadn't downloaded it before. And it was surprisingly good. Like I was expecting it to be kind of a bit of a struggle to work, like find your way around. Mm. Um, But they do simplify it down massively. Um, So like first impressions, obviously searching for items as soon as they list like hundreds of items. But it was pretty easy. They have smaller images and it's kind of briefer descriptions. Mm. Um, if anything, I'd say the images were still a little bit too big because they could probably could have like shrunk that down and had more listings on like one page yeah. to stop you having to scroll through loads of pages. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was surprisingly simple to browse and find the item you're after. Um, That's so because I always I always feel like when you're on Amazon, being on the website is how being in IKEA feels. Yeah, you're just yeah, it does. trapped in this world of yeah. never-ending products, and you just find something else, and then something else, and before you know it, you're, you're bankrupt. Yeah, but well, yeah. they are a perfect example, and and I guess Google, you know, your example of Gmail earlier is is that as well. Is you know, often people are like, oh, do we go mobile web or do we go do we go app? Well, you should actually do both if you can, mm. um, because they are an example of they have a fun, you know they have a desktop service. They have then have a mobile web version of that, which is okay. But they have absolutely nailed 
the mobile experience on the app. Yeah. And it's actually scarily easy to buy something. Mm. I bought something without even realising it. <laughs> I just clicked on Nexus, like, it's being shit. Well, like, that's oh, a, shit. <laughs> that's right. the thing, because your details are all pens- saved. Because <laughs> your details are already saved, you don't even have to enter, like, the CCV number, I don't think. No. I think it's just, like, you can just click a button. As long as you're lo- logged in. Yeah, yeah, it's that like Uber, isn't it? You don't exactly. Um, but... Um, that's the fun of it though like it is when you yeah. get a bit a bit tipsy buy a drone and then you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah when you get a bit tipsy spend £1,300 on, on a toy <laughs> yeah but, um, other ways that the app was kind of I couldn't decide if this was uh, like a positive or a negative of the app so basically the way they've made it a bit simpler as well is that uh, for stuff like Amazon Books or Amazon Prime, uh, so like the film service and the TV service, they've actually kind of taken it out of the app and put them into separate apps that you mm. have to download. Mm. So it's good from a perspective if you have nothing to do with that side of Amazon, uh, because you're obviously not being the the app you're using is not being filled up with that content. Mm. But if you do use those services and would like to watch it on your mobile phone it's a bit of a pain to then have to go back to the App Store or Play Store, download, say, Amazon Prime, uh, the video service, a separate app, and then you can watch the services and use kind of those, the features from the different apps. So That, that is really annoying, actually, is when you are on the Amazon uh, Instant Video app. Uh, so one of the things I do with Amazon all the time is I rent films. On that app, you can't rent the film through that application. So when you try and go onto a film, and it's like, the it's like, why can't I play this? It's like you have to go onto Amazon, purchase it on your account, close that down, open Amazon Video, and then download it. That seems that's very which is really that's lazy. Really bad user experience, actually. Yeah. Sure, um, it'd be so interesting to see the statistics that people have gone on to rent <laughs> the dropout rate and have seen that and yeah. be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, it's way too long." Yeah. Surely, like you could throw fifty grand, hundred grand, fixing that issue, and you'd make your money back like very quickly. Yeah, it's like what I can't see the reason why you wouldn't do it. That's no. just someone else just hasn't been bothered. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, yeah, it's good. You you never really spend time looking at these big people, big uh, like. So you wouldn't go on and critique Amazons because you kind of just take it as, oh, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, overall, it's a good app and it's easy to buy things, which I guess is the sole purpose. Easy to find and easy to buy. So if you're just looking at that, then they nail it. Cool, man. All right. Well, that's that review again. Nice. Bit much information in this one. We're nailing it. Nailed it. To me. To you. To me. To you then. To me. To you. To me. To you then. Alright, that is the sound of Tommy to you. And this week it is Uncle Chris Biscuits. I haven't formally introduced you as Chris Biscuits this week. I know. Um, So, uh, yeah, this one in keeping with this week's theme um, is that I think Amazon should have a live tracker of your delivery similar to Deliveroo. Mm -hmm. So that when your delivery is, let's say, you know, an hour away or half an hour away, 
you can see on a map exactly where your driver is and you can ensure because that would you know one of the things is you're always like oh when are they coming yeah. where are they Am I, do I have time to nip out to the post office or not if you got like a little notification saying your delivery is 45 minutes away and you could track the, the driver because you know there might be traffic there might be a whole host of things mm, yeah. and they might take 53 minutes you, you just don't know so it'd be really useful to be able to see it because at the moment what do they do they just say your order's been dispatched your order's on its way and then you get a text from the delivery it, it service. depends it depends on what delivery service they're using for that particular package because some are literally like it will come anytime between half six in the morning and 10 o'clock at night that is, that one's like why are you even sending that yeah just say it's coming today yeah like there's no point and again that is just if you if you can't pinpoint what time your delivery drivers are going to deliver something you're obviously not very efficient mm, yep and so yeah people should be doing this and it should be it some places do do it now so you can get like a half hour window and they turn up in that half hour window a car though is brilliant for it they turn up at that time yep it's there why, there's no reason why people can't do that so, but I think, like you say, it depends what delivery service. Because I've had one that said it'll be between eleven and twelve, and it was there at like quarter past eleven. And but all they would need, though, is an Amazon driver app. Yeah. So they sit it on their dashboard, and then it works just like the Uber. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Uber app, and it just you know when the, when they come in within a you know a half an hour radius of that of that postcode that they're delivering to, the app recognizes that and it sends it transmits their location. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. All you'd need is the delivery services to get their own apps and then have an API that... Not even that. You just say to those delivery services, okay, I want all your drivers to download Amazon Driver. They all download that and then they just have that on their dashboard as they're driving around. But if you had a delivery service app and an API, then basically everyone could just install the API and have the... Because it's not only Amazon, say... I bought stuff off ASOS and yeah. Amazon and the same driver came for both the packages. It's true. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Valid point. Another Very one of good. those things of just why is it not there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Much. I mean, it's all come from Domino's, hasn't it? <laughs> Where they can see him prepping the pizza, <laughs> yeah. sending it out, tracking that pizza, waiting for it to come. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds excited. <laughs> nice. Cool. I'm, I'm in. That's, that's not in this one, mate. Uh, bacon at foundation. Can I be in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, in. In. I'm in as well. <laughs> Chris Biscuits, next week, what is our theme and what is the challenge? So next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the very exciting new feature of iOS 10, which is the, uh, the apps within iMessage. So the fact that apps are now able to uh, have a section within iMessage that allows certain functionality to be used without actually launching the application. So I talked about CirclePay earlier. We're going to talk a bit more about that, look at some other apps that are doing it. Um, In terms of the challenge, I'm actually the only one with an iPhone now. Um, So my challenge is to use one of these widgets um, and see how I get on. I guess it'll be interesting as well if you, for example, were using Circle, uh, how it would work receiving from an Android device. Yeah, exactly. So that's part of the challenge too, I guess. Yeah, don't box me in though. <laughs> I want to be that, creative. I want to see... Just, a, just an example. Then. Yeah, it's just an example. I may as well get an iPhone very soon, depending on the insurance. Oh, so sweet. Fingers crossed I can join into this. <laughs> Help you out a little bit. Okay, that'd be great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. Sweet. That is indeed. Um, 
pretty good podcast this week. Thanks. Very informed. Not many paedophile jokes. <laughs> we did well. It's always always a plus, isn't it? The, so. the dream team are back together, aren't we? That's so. it. <sighs> it's been a while. just outside. Yeah. Scratching at the windows. Oh, Let me I in. thought you were going to say scratching at like his scalp or something. <laughs> <laughs> And there is the yeah. one simple step to ruin a podcast. We, we've nailed it. Yeah, brought us back down to earth. So, Chris, say goodbye. Goodbye. Liam, say goodbye. See you later. It's no more, no more. Goodbye.